Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the Advocacy and Impact podcast. This podcast, hosted by ASHP's Government Relations Division, provides an update on what ASHP is currently involved on on the Hill, at the state level, and upcoming advocacy opportunities, PAC fundraisers, and strategies in increasing member involvement with their representative. My name is Nick Gentile, the Director of the Political Action Committee and Grassroots Engagement, and I will be your host today for the ASHP Advocacy and Impact Podcast. With me today is Jillian Schulte-Wall, Senior Director of Health and Regulatory Policy. Thanks for joining me today, Jillian. Before we begin, to clarify terminology, Jillian will be using terms PBMs and plans interchangeably. Although PBMs are third parties, they are contracted by health plans, which remain responsible for benefits for their insured patients. Let's get started talking about today's topic, the CMS rule change for Medicare Advantage and Part D around DIR fees. So Jillian, briefly tell us what is DIR fees and bring us up to speed on this issue. Sure. So DIR fees have been around for a long time. So the acronym is DIR. It's direct and indirect remuneration, um, which is a fancy way of saying that fees that are assessed um, against pharmacies in the Part D space. So um, this is really when you're you're sort of in community pharmacies and some AmCare pharmacies too, depending on how they're billing. What DIR is, it's their price concessions that are not reflected at the point of sale. So often what happens is they're tied to their, their clawbacks, monetary clawbacks that are tied to things like quality metrics. And what makes them tricky for pharmacy and really frustrating is that they aren't really clearly outlined anywhere. So there's this very opaque system of fees that are assessed against a pharmacy's reimbursement against the negotiated price. So what is supposed to be paid to the pharmacy when a prescription is dispensed. And what happens is, you know, once a quarter, for instance, the pharmacy is looking at their books and saying, well, I was supposed to get reimbursed, let's say $5 for this prescription that I dispensed. Well, at the end of that quarter, all of a sudden the plan comes back and says, well, we've got these DIR fees that are being assessed and you didn't hit these metrics. So we're going to claw back $3 of that reimbursement. Reimbursement. So we're only going to reimburse you $2. Well, the cost to actually purchase the drug was, let's say, $3. So now the pharmacy is underwater on that prescription. And this happens across the board. So this has been going on since the early 2000s. And it's been a, a situation that snowballed over time. So it started out in, you know, like a relatively small way. And I think over the course of the last decade and a half, it's gotten to the point where this has become a huge amount of money that is being clawed back from pharmacies. And it's become more and more detrimental to their operations. And because it's retroactive, there's just no way to know what you're going to owe the health plan at the end of a quarter or the month or however they're assessing your fees. And in the contracts that you're getting, it's not particularly well outlined. Plus, for those who are in pharmacy um, practice who deal with contracting, there, you know, you can't share these contracts widely with other folks. There's you're not allowed to do that under antitrust. So there's no way to kind of group think around how to determine what you would even be paying or what you would be getting in assessed fees over time. So it's just this really black box that's existed around these fees for a long, long period of time. So that takes us to one of my main questions. Uh, What proposed changes did CMS make to Medicare Advantage and 
part D? The changes that CMS outlined are sort of a piggyback off of something that started pre-pandemic. ASHP and some of the other pharmacy groups have been pushing for a long time for CMS to take action on DIR, to remove the ability of plants to make it retroactive in particular. That's been one of the biggest frustrations and to just generally increase transparency around how fees are being assessed and what the amounts are. Um, so what CMS said in 2019, I believe, for the proposed rule then for Part D was they wanted to look at making all price concessions inputable at the point of sale. So when a patient comes in to pick up their prescription, the DIR fees have to be built in to the price that the patient pays. Essentially, they have to be passed on to the patient versus going back, being clawed back retroactively by the health plan. So this would save patients money. It would also make it much more, make it much clearer what the pharmacy is going to be reimbursed ultimately. So the negotiated price that the pharmacy gets has to be um, applied at the point of sale. It has to include all price concessions, which include all DIR fees. In 2019, CMS thought about including things like incentive payments to, to pharmacies, which they referred to as negative DIR. And in this rule, CMS said, we're not going to worry about that. So this rule essentially says that beginning in January 1st, 2023, assuming that it is finalized as is, that the negotiated price has to reflect the lowest possible reimbursement a pharmacy will receive at the point of sale. And then that number wouldn't include potential incentive payments. So theoretically, a pharmacy could get additional dollars on the back end if they meet certain quality metrics, if there are other incentives that they're granted uh, based on their contractual arrangements. So this is a big deal. It's a big step forward in terms of transparency. And what's worth noting here is there are two things going on with Part D. Every year, CMS has to do a call letter or an advance notice to, to plans about how to structure their plan bids. And so that's one piece of this. That's sort of extra regulatory and that it doesn't follow the notice and comment process the way a normal proposed rule does. So this, this rule, the CMS DIR changes, this is part of the regulatory changes to the regulations that underlie Part D and Medicare Advantage plans. So it's separate from the call letter. So this would also have to be reflected in the call letter as well to, you know, in, in terms of instructions to plans is how to structure their bids moving forward for the next calendar year. So that's just a little piece to note because it gets confusing sometimes when people talk about the different D rules. And the other thing to note here is this, this rule actually does a number of other things. So there are a number of changes in here for dual eligible populations. There's network adequacy requirements that should make it possible for plans to have a broader network of providers available to their patients, which is good news. We've always promoted additional access for patients. And then there are a number of other changes for Medicare Advantage and for other um, pieces of Medicare D that aren't necessarily related to DIR at all. So just, you know, as a point of reference here, this DIR piece is what we're really talking about in the rule, but there are a number of other moving pieces of it that are essentially good for patients and that will be going into effect at the same time as the DIR piece um, on January 1st, 2023, if everything is finalized as it. Jillian, I know you don't have a crystal ball or can't get into the heads of CMS, but what was CMS's uh, rationale for this change? I, I wish I could 
forecast with better efficacy what exactly CMS is going to do on any given thing, but they are um, one of the harder agencies to predict. But I think what happened here was just a groundswell of pushback over time on this particular issue. Plus, they did some of their own research, and per their own research, the amount of DIR fees had spiraled just out of control in the past decade. I think it was over 100,000% from where it started. So that becomes a significant amount of a market headwind for pharmacies. And, you know, CMS has a vested interest in making sure that pharmacy practice is sustainable because patients need their pharmacies. And these fees were never something that was intended by CMS to become such a huge part of the Part D space. There were a couple of, there was legislation that has been pushed for a few years, and obviously that never got finalized. So that kind of put more onus on CMS to do something. And then the other thing that I think might have pushed CMS to to move a little faster is there was a proposed change to the anti-kickback regulations pre-pandemic, and it would have removed one of the safe harbors for rebates, which would have made a big change potentially for DIR as well. That didn't move it forward in part because the impact on patient premiums was projected to be extremely high. There was a very big number that it could have reached, and there was just a lot of uncertainty as to whether it would reach that number. And I think that that kind of forced the agency to take a step back on the the kickback safe harbor. So now we see CMS kind of saying, okay, we've heard about this long enough. We've seen what's happening with our own eyes in this space. We've heard from pharmacy groups for the last decade about this. So I think the time has come. And I think, and the other thing that might've pushed it a little bit is the pandemic put a lot of pressure on pharmacies. And I think there's a recognition that there needs to be some, some safeguards put in place against abusive practices by some of these insurers that really could damage pharmacy practice and are damaging pharmacy practice in some cases um, over the long term. How does this affect our members if these changes are finalized? So I think this is good news for members generally. Um, you know, I think even if you're not in a community pharmacy or you're not in an AM care space that does a lot of Part D work, I think this is something that is good for patients across the board. The projection is that it'll reduce patient out-of-pocket costs. It'll make things much more transparent for pharmacies that are providing Part D drugs. And the other thing is, this is DIR has become an issue in the Part B space as well. And you know, it's a quality metrics issue. Um, we've seen kind of the slow, but now kind of more rapidly increasing fees assessed in the in the B space as well. So if this is kind of cold and pushed back on in the D space, usually what happens in CMS is that if something is adopted on one side of Medicare, it's pushed out across the board for Medicare because the consistency makes sense. It's just really hard to have in, inconsistent requirements across Medicare. So I think that this is one of those things where if indeed it becomes unallowable to have these retroactive clawbacks, it's going to be easier for us to make the case for part B that that shouldn't be allowed either. And the, the DIR in, in B is different. It's a slightly different animal, but it's it functions similarly to what we've seen in D, just not on the same scale yet. So hopefully we can cut that off, head it off at the past before it becomes sort of the behemoth problem it has become in part D over time. And finally, the million dollar question, what can our members do in regards to this rule change? 
CMS is accepting comments on the rule change. ASHP will be submitting comments. The comment due date is March 7th, so it's coming up pretty quickly here. Uh, I checked the dashboard today for the reg, and the current comment count is around 3,500. Um, so, you know, if you're a member that's really been impacted by DIR, it might not be crazy to write a, a quick note to the comments and say, here's how this has impacted my practice. Please move forward with finalizing this DIR piece. And if there are specific reasons why it would be beneficial to your patients in particular, if it's increased access, if it's, you know, more stability for your pharmacy, however you want to kind of couch it for CMS. I think hearing from practitioners directly is something that the agencies really value. And I don't know that they're very good perhaps at making that clear, but from working with them closely, they'd listen to the national organizations because they know we represent our members. But I think at the end of the day, there's just something different about hearing it directly from the person who is on the front lines. So if that's something that you as a member, you know, if you have experience with DIR fees, um, you could definitely write a comment. But otherwise, I would just, you know, keep an eye out for additional follow-up from us about where this is going. Um, and if you're experiencing this in B, definitely let us know, reach out. Um, we're trying to collect information again, like because you can't really share negotiated rates across the sector. We just kind of have to work anecdotally, which does make it a little harder to compile sort of the full picture of what's happening in the space. But um, the more information we have, the better. So that's sort of where we are right now. It's a wait and see. I think everyone's cautiously optimistic the CMS will move forward with this proposal at this point. And um, our comments will definitely reflect a very strong advocacy for this proposal to be finalized. Great. That's all the time we have. I want to thank Jillian Schulte-Wall for joining me today to discuss the proposed rule change by CMS on Medicare Advantage and Part D. Be sure that your voice is heard. Visit ashp.org to learn more about key issues, grassroots efforts, and ways that you can get involved in ASHP's advocacy efforts. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.